Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rob the Genius Podcast. We are into November. Scary. <laughs> I mean, the year is almost over. But, um, man, we got some stuff to kick around here um, this week. So I will kind of pick up on where I left off on some stuff last week. Some of the personal stuff, you know, about my mom and dad uh, touch on that a bit and got some thoughts about a lot of stuff that went down at ESPN over this year you know, now that we've had a few months to let things play out and certain changes to be made etc um, that would be just I was just interested in taking a look back and you know in hindsight and seeing what the hell happened. <laughs> and on that, in that same vein, talking about ESPN, of course, the first letter in ESPN is E for entertainment. <coughs> and entertainment, you know, now has become content creation. And so, you know, I had a few things to say about that. I'm going to get to that and explain how basically... Content creation is what, what it's everybody's thing now. And finally, 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 at the end of it all, I'm going to have some adventures and adventures in dating profiles. Man, let me tell you, um, it it is a doozy out there, brother. <laughs> okay, wow, you you go through these profiles, you will see some stuff. And I'm going to share some of it with you. Not naming any names, but uh, just reading a few lines off of some of these profiles. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's wild stuff, man. But anyway, all right, let's get this thing rolling. Uh, just going to say a few more words about last week. All right, so about last week. <laughs> yeah, um, I know that was a lot. Um, I know. Um, it was something I had to do. You know, uh, so like I think those of you who listen and who kind of bared or bored or bore with me or uh, I don't know what the right word is. You probably were bored with me <laughs> through a lot of last week's episode. Um, but, um, <laughs> Anyhow, listen, thank you. For those of you who were able to make it all the way through, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, it was a spontaneous kind of thing, yeah, but it was something I had to do. You know, um, and those of you who've been down that road, I'm sure you, you know. Um... Well, you know, uh, just, you know what, I can, I can run through all the cliches here, you know, it is what it is, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, it, look, it's an occasional struggle, it's not daily struggle, you know, I don't feel that way every day, obviously, as I spelled out last week. But when it comes, it comes. And, boy, <laughs> it came last week. 
But, um, like, you don't get over it, you get through it. So I thank those of you who went through it with me. You know, from those of you who listened to those who, you know, sent me a DM or whatever when I occasionally popped in on Twitter last week. Um, you know, to anyone who just, you know, to the people I talk to on the phone, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's easy to get caught up in this kind of virtual world and, and forget that you have, like, real-life people <laughs> that you can talk to. Right. Um, so my advice, look, whoever those people are in your life, pick up the phone sometimes and like call them and listen to an actual voice on the other end. Don't just, you know, do the texting thing. Right. Don't. It helps. It matters. Um, like I had a therapy appointment last week and you know, for the past year when I went to therapy, it was virtual, you know, but last week I went in person and it matters it makes a difference I mean it really does I know doing everything virtually is just it's easier and more convenient and all that stuff but yeah it's good to see people good to hear voices good to be able to put your arm around somebody you know because I went by I think I mentioned last week that I went by my mom's house for a bit last Sunday. Right. Good to do those things. But um, this week, okay, well, this week, you know, I got some more to talk about on Twitter and social media front. And um, got a few minutes of heaviness here, you know, because. Uh, This Sunday is my parents' anniversary, so yeah, I'm gonna get to that next. But then I promise we will keep the serious, heavy stuff to a minimum, and then we will get on to the trivial, stupid things. <laughs> so thanks again for last week, and all right, anniversary time for mom and dad. Let's get to it. All right, so going to lead off this week um, with a happy anniversary so look I know look if, if you listened last week I know I got real heavy <clears throat> early on about my dad um, and well this week is another well the beginning of this week was another well it was a heavy milestone because <clears throat> it was uh, my parents anniversary they were married on Halloween and as the week went on and it got a little closer you know I wasn't feeling and I started getting some of those sad feelings back up you know but I'm not going to do what I did last week this week we're just going to celebrate <clears throat> because well first of the story of how they got married is just hilarious um so my, as I've told you, my dad was in Coast Guard, and he and my mom were dating for had been dating for a few months, and it was 1970, so that was still a time where it was not uncommon at all for people to date a very for a very short amount of time, and then just go ahead and get married. So they had been dating for about three months, 
and they both, um, <coughs> they wanted to get married, and, but they were kind of, I don't know, I don't know why, like, um, well, I guess maybe just because it had only been three months of them dating together, and it was just like, well, you know, probably shouldn't rush into this, <laughs> right, <laughs> but, uh, so, my dad got orders that he had to ship out for Cuba. So, basically, he went to my mom and was like, look, um, if we want to do this and we're going to do this, then we need to do this. Because I, you know, in a few months, I got to get on the, I got to, you know, <coughs> go be stationed in Cuba for a bit. And... You know, don't know what what the hell might happen over that time or how or whatever, right? So they, my mom said, agreed to it and went along with it. Went to find a date. The only date they could find was Halloween. <laughs> so that's when they got married. They got married on Halloween. <coughs> and thankfully that was not like a bad omen or anything. <laughs> right? I mean, because... Well, this year would have been 52. They made it 51. Right? And listen, um, anyone who was married that long will tell you every day is not awesome. Every day is not great. <coughs> um, but the two of you together, you know, can make the marriage great. Can make the duration of time you are together great, even, you know, even when individual days are not so good, here and there, and that's what they did, you know, they did that for, <coughs> you know, until we had to put dad in nursing home, that's what they did, you know, that mean they didn't disagree, doesn't mean they didn't argue, doesn't mean they were never mad at each other, um, Like those last 10, 11 years where dad was in the nursing home. <coughs> right? Um, you know, my mother went out there almost every day until she couldn't go every day anymore. And, well, let me tell you. All right. That's real love. Because. Look, you can feel an obligation to make sure someone is taken care of when you have to put them in a nursing home. And you can do that. You can put them in the home and you can, <clears throat> you know, visit them. You can you can put them in a home. You can pay the bill. And you can come by and see them enough so that, you know, nobody thinks you're a monster, right? But she went above and beyond that. And she went above and beyond that to go out there and to basically sit for a few hours every day with somebody she could no longer have a conversation with. And with somebody she was used to having talking to all the time. Somebody she was used to going places and doing things with all the time. And now they couldn't do any of that anymore. And some people would have put him in the home, paid the bill, and, you know, like I said, dropped in enough <coughs> just for PR purposes. 
and otherwise just gone on and, you know, lived their life differently from that point on. And she didn't do that. Right? She kept going as long as she could get going out there. And even when, you know, COVID started, um, you know, they had to change their visiting hours and the visiting kind of rules and all that. And she navigated to the rules and the hours and went out there anyway. And I dare say, <coughs> um, you know, if you want to ask, well, uh, how do you want to be loved? I, I can't think of a better way than that. Continuing to love somebody who literally physically cannot love you anymore is a, a pretty damn tall order and is to be commended. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're doing that right now, you know, I give you all my respect. Uh, if you've had to watch one of your parents do that for the other one, then you, then you understand. <clears throat> so... Just gonna take this moment here and uh, salute my mother, right? And like she's real private. I'm not gonna say her name on the air, right? But well, look, if, I mean, if you know me, then you already know anyway. But I'm gonna take this time to salute her and give her the reverence and the respect that she deserves. For having gone through that. And for going through right now. She's missing her husband right now. You know, I'm missing my father, but she's missing her husband. She's missing the man that was in the house with her every day for over 40 years. And who she went out to go see for another 10 years after that almost every day. Um, she's missing him, right? Um, and that's different. And she deserves all the respect and all the reverence that she can possibly get for that so I'm gonna do that here mom love you and <clears throat> well, dad was the best dad in the world he, he was the best mom in the world and and that's that's the best I can say so I won't say anymore alright so as the week went on last week um I notice just some things changing. Um, I still do get the kind of reaching for my phone and thing uh, habit. I still have that issue. <laughs> but <clears throat> I have been able to stay to, as the week went on, I was able to stay away from Twitter longer and longer. And I went most of the day Saturday without barely being on, with barely being on there. I think I maybe spent a half hour total, maybe, maybe 45 minutes over the course of the day. And I went like really long hours in between. And, um, it makes a difference. And I started doing some other things. I started, um, I picked up a book that I had bought a few months ago and hadn't really done anything with uh, it's uh, John Thompson's autobiography. It's called I Came as a Shadow. I got into like the second chapter of that now. Well, by the time you're hearing this, I'll probably be like in the fourth or fifth chapter maybe. And then 
started writing. Like, well, I, I've been writing, like, little articles and stuff from my website and for chairshot.com. I never stopped doing that. But I started working on a novel. Right? Something I've always wanted to do. Like, just write some kind of long fiction kind of story. So I started doing that. And I've had ideas and concepts just kind of floating around in my head forever. <clears throat> so I finally started just just start acting on one and start working with on one. And another another big thing I did was you know, I watch a lot of YouTube stuff, and I do I find myself doing that more now because since I upgraded my cable equipment. <laughs> Um, the the upgraded equipment has like a YouTube widget, right? So I don't have to turn on my PS4 and go to YouTube. I don't have to, you know, go upstairs to the TV that has the YouTube on it, right? I can just do it through the cable box now. And yes, that's, that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? I'm, I'm sounding like somebody's grandmother who just discovered like, you know, the microwave or something, right? <laughs> but anyway, um... So I watch a good bit of YouTube stuff during the day. And, of course, the way YouTube works is that, you know, you, once you get to watching stuff through your account and it, you know, the, you know, patterns develop, you know, the recommendations change. <clears throat> and that's where, oh boy. Because, look, if you're a fan of anything that has some type of toxic fandom element to it YouTube is a wasteland because those recommendations will find, will give you the worst possible stuff like all the gossip monger speculating gloom and doom about the latest show or movie or whatever those are the things that find their way into your YouTube recommendations and the reason for that is the same reason that Twitter, the same way that Twitter works, because they want to aggravate you. Why? Because when you get aggravated, you stick around. <clears throat> and you engage and you comment. Right? And YouTube can be worse because a lot of these videos people make are just completely made up, fabricated nonsense. Right? And but they use, you know, weasel words. And to make it sound like they just might be saying something that's true. Or they're saying something that you wouldn't put it past the people involved, right? And that is just a, a cesspool of horrendous garbage. And now I don't watch those videos when they come up, but they still come up in your recommendations. And sometimes the mere headline can just be like, oh, come on, really? And it's just, I mean, nasty stuff, man. It's, it just is. And, again, you know, it's information overload. This stuff gets, you know, shot into your brain. And, <clears throat> you know, take just taking it in, even if it's just, you know, the, the front page or the headline or whatever, man. You keep taking this stuff in, you keep taking this stuff in, it just drags you down man and so what I've had to do what I decided what I started doing was like like with YouTube basically you gotta find stuff that 
doesn't have like that kind of toxic corner in the neighborhood, so to speak. And you've got to watch a bunch of that. And and that way, you, you know, that's how you basically change the algorithm so that you get more pleasant stuff sent your way. (laughs) Okay. And so what I started doing is I started like listening to music, right? Or because you can go into, you know, Yahoo Music through YouTube and I think it was a YouTube music. It's YouTube, not Yahoo music, YouTube music. But you get it. So you can go to YouTube music through YouTube and you can listen to music. And, and there are also, one, one thing I've discovered like over the past year, which I have, I just did not know was a thing. There are like a ton of concert videos on YouTube. Now I'm hoping that I'm not like snitching on anybody here, but there, but there are a ton of concert videos on YouTube and all different venues, all different places, all different kinds of artists. And you can just watch those. And, I, and that's what I do a lot of times. I watch those. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, watching, you know, and, and you can put it on the background too because, it, you know, it's people playing music so you don't have to look at the screen. And it helps. It helps a lot. Right? Because now, I mean, I'm getting more and more music recommendations now. And it's kind of crowding out some of the other stuff. Because, I mean... It helps. It makes a difference. And look, man, what you take in matters. All right. It really does. And look, I knew this before. I'm sure y'all knew this, but like, like you really don't see it, how it works until you try to do something about it. Right. That's when you really get an up close look at just how taking in so much of the stuff can drag you down. <clears throat> and you have to basically, you have to cut it out as best as you can and you have to replace it with something else. Because it'll drag you down. It'll take the fun out of the things that you do for fun. I mean, like, look, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a comic book fan. I'm a wrestling fan. And, you know, I'm a movie fan. Right, and I have had over the past few years at various times, I have had all types of joy and life sucked out of those experiences because because of Twitter and mainly because of Twitter, but also because of some Facebook groups I've been in, and also um, oh, I should add football to that too because I had the same experience with football with you know the Washington football team. Um, between Twitter and between. You know, you end up in the wrong Facebook group or, you know, you, you know, your YouTube recommendations are jacked up. I mean, things can just, man, it can suck the, all the joy out of things that you used to do for enjoyment. So that's what I'm working on now. I'm working on kind of restoring or... The, the joy to be <clears throat> know a lot of things and look I recommend you do that because look I know, it's, I know it's hard because look, you get on Facebook you get on Twitter and you you know you make connections with people 
But in reality, some of those connections do not help you. Some of those connections drag you down because those are people who put the shit in your space. Even if they're not bad people, right? And so you have to... I mean, you really have to just... You have to get over your want to maintain just the constant connection with some people. You're going to have to let them go. Because, again, they may not intend to do you harm, but they put, they put, you know, they put shit on the field. And ultimately, that didn't help you. Yeah, you just look, you know, I mean, you got to make some better social media friends, I guess. Or, and, and look, a good social media friend is not the same as a good friend in real life, in, you know, the quote unquote real world. I mean, a bad social media friend can be a, a outstanding human being, but they're just caught up in bringing the wrong stuff to the table <laughs> on Twitter or whatever. They bring stuff, you know, they introduce things, they put stuff in your space that brings you down. And that's not a reflection of what kind of person they are. Um, it's just a reflection on their habits, their social media habits. And you have to basically, you have to rewire your social media circles and you have to build them around people who do not bring you down whether they mean to do it or not and that's that's one that's the biggest thing i've taken all of this so far yeah this is what it is anyhow all right time to move on and um we'll get something else here all right, we're going to come back and revisit something that I haven't gotten to in a while. There's this ESPN thing, or nonsense, or brouhaha, or whatever you want to call it, uh, between Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. Um, and I'm bringing it back up because, well, it looks like the, the ultimate resolution has been reached, and I almost slipped and said final solution and that's not a good thing um you should never refer to anything as the final solution all right just don't I just don't all right just like you know you don't you don't compare things to slavery or the holocaust or you don't equate things to slavery or the holocaust the two words final solution should just not come out of your mouth um find something else to say and I almost said those two words right here. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so the big resolution to that situation appears to have been reached. And that is, well, Maria Taylor is gone from ESPN because her contract ran out in the middle of all that mess. And so she finished up, I think, the NBA Finals, and then she left. So she is gone. Um, Rachel Nichols was taken off of the jump, and it looks like she is basically either sitting in limo until her contract runs out, or they're going to probably agree to some early release or something. But she's going to be out. So now the jump is being hosted by Malika Andrews. 
and the NBA Countdown show, which was the thing that was being fought over, is being hosted by Mike Greenberg, who, I mean, uh, yeah. So what happened here? All right, so it started out, you had Rachel Nichols, white woman, hosting two different ESPN shows, and it ends with a... younger, cheaper black woman hosting the jump and younger and cheaper is what she, that, okay, that, that was bad. I mean, you know, um, basically Malika Andrews is younger. Yes. Um, she does not get paid as much. And that's what I meant by younger and cheaper. I was not trying to make her out to be some, like some floozy or something. Um, so look, this is just you know, okay, this is just bad wordplay from me here in this entire segment. Um, yeah, that, 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 boy, uh, not good, um, not good at all. And I'm not dumping this segment because it's gotten. Look, sometimes you got, sometimes things, sometimes things get a little raggedy. Okay, and you, you know, you just let it be, right? But anyway, um, because <clears throat> what happened here, all right, just to go back to the beginning, right? So, Rachel was hosting the jump and the NBA countdown. Maria Taylor had some contractual promises that she would get to host some stuff. Okay, ESPN <clears throat> bungled all of that. Right. They had basically waited forever to fulfill their contractual obligation to give her some stuff to host. And their brilliant idea to fix this self-created problem was to take away one of Rachel Nichols' jobs and give it to her. <coughs> and of course, that pissed Rachel off. <coughs> because, look, I mean... Nobody likes to get their stuff taken, okay? <laughs> Nobody does, right? <clears throat> Unless it's something that you just really don't want anymore and you'd be happy to have somebody take it off your hands. But if it's something you have not gotten to that point yet, then you don't want your stuff taken. And they were coming to take some of her stuff. So, of course, she got pissed about it. Of course, she got territorial about it. And... But she messed up. She messed up big time by, well, she mentioned Maria Taylor by name in what was essentially a, it was at the workplace, right? And it was in a place where she should have had no expectation of privacy, but she spoke as if she did have an expectation of privacy. And she mentioned Maria Taylor by name. Which brought her into something that, you know, she should not have been brought into, right? I mean, the problem was ESPN management screwing things up. And Rachel could have mentioned that. She could have and left it there and moved on. And also, look, that's what, you're at that level 
You got agents. You got representation. That's what they're there for. Right? You have them call ESPN management. Get pissed off about it. You don't do that. So she messed up there. And that's why she's out of a job. <coughs> and then... Well, ESPN management did what they do, right? They find the basically path of... They try to find like a, you know, a, a PR solution, which was... Giving the jump to Malika Andrews once they decided that Rachel Nichols was out. All right, so they gave her that job, and it's like, well, see, we're still taking care of the black women people. And then they did the most path of least resistance thing you could possibly do when they gave the um, NBA countdown hosting job to Mike Greenberg. Like, Mike Greenberg is milk toast compliant company man. To a T. <clears throat> okay. I, I think nobody does that better than him. I, I've seen like in the history of broadcasting. <laughs> okay. So. It's it's bad. Um, because you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, now what, what should they have done? Um, It's pretty simple. It's all right. They should have found Maria Taylor, you know, a contractually, you know, they should have found her a hosting gig and fulfilled their contractual obligation. They should have found it, done that much sooner. And they should have found her one that did not encroach on Rachel Nichols' territory. <coughs> okay, um, period, in the story, right? But they pitted one woman against each other. Um, one of those two women spoke out of turn. Got herself unemployed. The other one got put in an impossible situation. And her contract was up anyway. So she found some greener pastures to go to. And they completely fumbled the situation. And they did so because, to be perfectly honest... Um, <coughs> They don't think either one of them is that important. And, you know, ESPN would prefer for the machine to win, right? Um, and maybe, a, you know, a handful of people at the top who get to, you know, get paid a lot of money and all that, right? Um, like a literal, maybe four or five people like Stephen A. Smith and, you know, you know three or four other people, right? And then they want everyone else to be basically interchangeable. <coughs> and that's the way they prefer it. Um, and this is an example of that. And and look, and to, look, just now to an extent, yes, you do need when you're operating some big corporate entity like that, that you are hoping and expecting to go on in perpetuity. Then yes, there are some machine elements to it, right? Yes, you do put the name of the company and you put the machine over individuals at certain, you know, points and spaces in time. Um, 
That doesn't give you an excuse for screwing things up, though. <clears throat> and here they screwed up. Screwed up big time, right? They they could have resolved this in a way that still benefited the machine, but they, they blew that entirely. And it's just, to me, you know what? You look at people in high places who have succeeded and do not assume that they are all, well, geniuses. <laughs> <coughs> Only one genius, and he's talking to you right now. And even that one makes a bunch of stupid mistakes sometimes. <laughs> right? But just, look, it's one of those things that's been interesting to me to follow. And, you know, it was all, it's pretty much wrapped up now. So... Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Mike Greenberg will probably keep that job forever because as inexplicable as his career success is, um, <clears throat> he makes somebody happy. So, you know, kudos to Mike. You know, he makes somebody happy. And I, I think really it's that he is, he doesn't ruffle any feathers of anybody so you know here's what it is <clears throat> but he will probably hold that job forever um Malika Andrews will well hopefully she gets herself a pay raise out of all this and either finds a way to become a bigger deal at ESPN or finds a way to parlay her ESPN employment into something else down the line But anyway, that's enough of that. All right, we're, we're going to move on. Well, I made another big step this week. I jumped back in the dating pool. <laughs> I think I mentioned last week that I'm divorced. I, didn't really, I don't really bring it up a lot. <clears throat> one, one reason I don't is because even though it's been over a year and I was separated for a good while before that, um, didn't tell everybody. You know, uh, I didn't tell everybody and my ex-wife hadn't told everybody as far as I know. <clears throat> I'm sure there are people who still think we're together. Um, and look, I'm not like holding it like it's some state secret or something. It's just that... Um, I told the people who I talk to on a regular basis and the people who I, I told the people I'm closest to and beyond that I told people who I talked to enough <coughs> so that I wouldn't have to answer the question over and over. But there are a lot of people I know, you know, who I not said a word to. You know, uh, but, you know, I sat out for too long. Um, and I'm at the point now where I'm well, I'm well past the point now where I really need to. This may sound really corny and really cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> but it sure would be really nice to be around a woman again. <laughs> right, I mean, shoot, right now, I mean, um, look, right now, I'll take, you know, 
pleasant company and a cup of coffee at a Starbucks or something right now, okay? Um, well, because, look, if they're, if they're, if they're look, look I, I got divorced last March, and that's when COVID was starting to happen. So that was, like, there's never a good time to get divorced, really. Uh, particularly if you're not the one who wanted to do it. <laughs> and, but it's even worse for it, for it to happen right before the damn pandemic starts and everything gets shut down and you cannot do anything anywhere with anybody. <clears throat> Where you can't, you know, you know, you can't, you can't go to the gym and meet somebody because the gyms are closed. You can't go to a happy hour and meet somebody because there are no happy hours. Um, you can't. At, at, you know, at one point you just. You couldn't meet anybody anywhere, even if you went like on like a dating service and got a match or something, right? You couldn't go anywhere, right? <laughs> because the restaurants were closed, the movie theaters were closed, everything was closed, <clears throat> right? And look, I really am not here to have some to have a bunch of long conversations with somebody online and then meet them in person and then be like, eh. Okay, um, but, you know, no, I'm not one to want that, and quite frankly, I would not want to waste somebody else's time like that either. Okay, so now, last thing I would do is want you know, get some woman's hopes up through some you know, online conversations, and then have her sit down across from me at a table and have her thinking, okay, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. So, you know, and it's, it's different now. I mean, doing this now is so different because, you know, dating somebody when you're in school, when there's just a whole lot of people just right there is different. You know, I mean, they got people to choose from right right there. It's, you know, um. churches were not having services for a long time and you know that's another place where you know if you go to a big enough one there are people there and you can ask a few out here or there or one or two or something right um I'm not one to date co-workers but if I was well the office being shut down take that option off the table so like I mean it just was nothing no 2020 was not a banner year to be alone okay it really wasn't Um, because way too many times it's just you and your thoughts and a bunch of crazy news on TV about the election about COVID, then there was, well, not crazy news, but really serious news about the protests and all, right? I mean, <clears throat> so that was just, I mean, that was all over the place last year. So to be at home by yourself with like nobody to bounce any of that stuff off of or experience any of that stuff with, not fun times, let me tell you. Thank <laughs> you.
Now I'm back out here. And, um, yeah. <laughs> well, I've been out here for like not even 24 hours yet, right? But, um, man, it's different out here. <laughs> and, and so, look, I, you know, I made a profile, um, gone through some profiles. And, and that, that's the crazy part of all of this. Man, like, going through all these profiles, and, I mean, some of these ladies got these, like, really super melodramatic, you know, biographies or whatever, and I'm just like, okay, really? And then, you know, um, it is weird. It's really weird, and... <clears throat> And look, I, I gotta admit, I feel kind of icky when, you know, you see some, you know, look, you see a picture and you're just not attracted to the person at all. And, you know, because I'm one of, I've always been one of those folks where I'm like, okay, you know, I don't look bad, I don't think, but, you know, um, I've always felt kind of strange, you know, saying, eh, she ain't doing it for me. Or at least about, like, real people, right? Or people who would be real to me, right? I mean, like, it's one thing to say that about, like, a celebrity in a magazine or something who you're never going to meet and is never going to meet you and, you know, whatever, right? But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, different. Weird. But I'm out of here. So, we'll see what happens. Now, one thing I did, I put, I put out front what my, like, big interests are. And I made, look, I put out front that I'm a wrestling fan and I like comic books. You know why? Because if you got a problem with that, <clears throat> I need, then, you know what, I'd rather, you know, you, no, I'd, I'd rather chase you away from the beginning. Okay, if you got a problem with that. Rather than go through a whole process and then, you know, you find out later that I like that stuff and then you're like, man. So there it is. I like wrestling. I like comic books. Now, obviously, will I pull back on my consumption if I have, you know, have some other things to do with some of my time? Of course. But, like, you're not going to, like, if, if you think you're going to stop me from being a fan of that stuff because I'm too old for that shit, um, you are mistaken. <clears throat> but anyway, listen, um, that's what it's like back out of here. Well, I really don't know what it's like back out of here because I've only been out of here like a day. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. Right now, I mean, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. And <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated. But anyhow, let's, let's get on to something else here, shall we? Alright, so... <laughs> on the whole dating front. Alright, so I got on one of those services. Or one of those... Well, actually, I, no, I, yeah, I got in, like, one of those goofy... You know, um, sites. 
and I won't say the name of it <laughs> because I don't want to get in trouble for I don't want to get in trouble for what I'm about to read you here, right? <laughs> because um, yeah, this is hilarious, all right? I mean, it really is, and it's it's just I mean, what are we doing here? All right, so so check this out. <laughs> okay, this is what it says now. All right, and it, okay. I am not your typical female. I will start of with I am a grown woman and do grown woman things. I don't play games and am drama free. <sighs> All right, so let's 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 stop here for a minute. Okay. Okay, when you lead off with I am not your typical female, that's that's kind of a red flag. <laughs> okay, just like look if, if some guy led off with I am not your typical man. That's yeah, no, that, that's kind of that's a red flag. And he says, and then okay, so then she says, I will start of with. Now it's supposed to be start off with, but start of with. I am a grown woman and do grown woman things. What the hell does that even mean? seriously what does that even mean i have no idea what that means okay i have no idea what that means at all okay continuing on i don't play games and am drama free yeah sure I will never argue or fuss, and even if I am right, my favorite line is maybe it was me. Right, I'm really believing that. Okay. I mean, what are we doing here? What what are we doing? Okay, I do not believe a word. <laughs> what she said in that in that little profile statement not a word okay that is all 100% bull jive okay now we'll say um cute but um yeah not buying it no 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 um, that sounds like something somebody says when they are not telling the truth. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got. Um, oh, here's one. Extremely honest person. That's the whole statement. <laughs> I mean... Um, which means she's probably like Frank is all get out and not very polite, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. This, this is just, I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, that, that's a no. No, that's a no. Okay. Uh, we don't know whom 
we're looking for, we will find out when we find the right person. Okay, that's some fake deep nonsense right there. Good grief. Okay, so those are just a few, and I scrolled through a couple of them. That was why you got like the dead silence for a few minutes there. Um, this is this is gonna be an adventure. It really is. <laughs> well, at least reading these like, little profiles, it's, it's it's funny. So at least that's it's amusing on that end. But um, yeah, what are we doing here? I don't know what I'm doing here. No idea. Um, <laughs> no idea at all, boy. Yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, already then. Um, at the risk of getting myself in trouble with every woman listening to this, some of y'all crazy, okay. Like some of them now, some of us are crazy too, okay. But, um, I mean, hey, boy. Yeah. So, as of right now, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, boy. What a day. What a day. Uh, one thing. Last minute topic here. And that is called content creation. And I'm saying this because the WWE released a bunch of people Thursday night. And... Twitter has become a dumpster fire over it, and but I did see one thing pointed out that actually made sense, and somebody saying that you know the WWE is in the content creation business now, and people and some people have said that before, and it's usually met with like a lament from a lot of people, or some people like that it's a sad day because you know they're not a wrestling company anymore, they're a content creation company, and. Uh, I'm here to tell you that that ship sailed a long time ago, and I'm also here to tell you that <clears throat> entertainment, if you're in any type of intellectual property-based entertainment, then you're in the content, you are, then, then you are not about, you know, you're not there just to make the one product that maybe started it at all, you, you are a content provider okay um, Marvel and DC Comics are not comic they stopped being comic book companies probably 20 years ago like, I mean the actual comics are a pretty low margin product for them right, um, it's all about movies and TV shows and animated stuff and 
know, toys and collectibles and t-shirts and backpacks and uh, video games. Um, that's what it's about. Um, the NFL, the NFL is a content provider. Okay, we have 17 games this season. Not because 17 games makes for a better football season, but because, you know, the various broadcasters wanted more games. And they've wanted more games for some time. And they're going to eventually get an 18th game. Um... And the NFL is also not just about football games. It's about jerseys and T-shirts and video games and gambling. <laughs> All right. Um, and a bunch of other things. I mean, that, that's the world we live in now. Um, because, look, the original source you know, product for these companies um, doesn't have the margin it once did because, you know, things are so kind of segmented and fragmented as far as who has access to that stuff and who can afford that stuff that the money is not there like that. Um, You know, comic books are anywhere from $3 to $5 a pop just for a, a regular issue. Right, so that I mean, that prices a lot of kids out of that market from jump, and it you know it leaves people like me who are forty seven years old. <laughs> and you know the the source product for the NFL was at one point you know the game you know people going to see the games in the stadium. And you know then as the late Ken Beardress used to say, you know they have priced the working man out of the game, right? So. You know, access to, you know, getting to the games is not what it was. And affordability is not what it was. And so to reach, you know, newer audiences, they spread the games to as many different channels, as many different venues as they possibly can. And then they, you know, then they do, you know, they provide all these other things. Or they sell all these other things. T-shirts, jerseys, hats video games, you know, the, the gambling thing, right, I mean, you know, people who have shows where they primarily talk about football, right, I mean, so it's just, it's content, right, like, even me, look, I started out writing and submitting articles, Okay. For other pe- to other people's websites. Okay, um, that's how I started. And then I got on Twitter. I opened a Twitter account to talk about the things that I write about: movies, comic books, wrestling. And then I started my own website. Because, you know, because I wanted the space to write about that stuff and get it published whenever I, you know, whenever I had time to publish it myself and not to have to wait for somebody else to edit it and, you know, approve it and all of that. 
so I started my own website. And then for a while, it was the website and the Twitter account. Then, um, after a few years of that, you know, I guessed it on a couple of people's podcasts. You know, I thought it was, was fun. So then, you know, I was kind of, you know, open to show up on your podcast for a few years in addition to the stuff I wrote. And then... Last year, I started this podcast. And also last year, uh, you know, I got together with DJ and with Jason. We started the, the, you know, mindless, well, what was the mindless music podcast, but now the mindless wrestling podcast. And I continued to show up as a house guest on other people's podcast. And then this year, I started a Twitch channel. And I do stuff there. And I started doing more stuff on my YouTube channel. So now, I mean, what started with me typing up articles in Microsoft Word and emailing them to people over the course of the last 17 years, I've gone from doing that to writing, making YouTube videos, Streaming on Twitch, hosting you know this podcast, being on another podcast, and being a house guest on other people's podcasts. Alright. So that's a pretty I mean in a difference I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> okay. But still, I mean yeah, I expanded my operations because writing articles in Microsoft Word and submitting them to people is not something that you should be doing. If you, if you, you know, well, unless you're asked, if somebody solicits, you know, that from you, which I have done a couple of times. But, if you're really trying to make your own platform a thing, then you gotta hit all angles. Even if you're just doing it for your own amusement, right? You gotta hit all angles. You can't just do one thing. And then that's and that's the nature of entertainment now. Right? So yes, the, the WWE is it has been for some time a content providing company. They provide shows for outlets that need content. They provide you know, they sell merchandise, they have video games. Um they're turning their live, you know, arena shows into, you know, experiences, right? Or just, you know, they're, they're, putting, they're putting more and more of them on Saturdays now, right? Um, I guess it, it seems like a very kind of Disney-fied thing to do, but, I mean, but that's what people are doing, right? That's, that's what it is. Um, and look, I mean, Disney, of course, are the, the maybe not the originators, but they're, they're the original, ma- they are the masters of it. Um, George Lucas, George Lucas, way back in 1977, George Lucas took less money from the studio for Star Wars 
and got, you know, and instead, he, he took less money and instead got merchandising rights. Because back in 1977, he saw the future. He saw the wave. He saw where the money was going to come from. Beyond just the movies. Because, look, movie money gets split 50 million different ways, and the people who make the movies, you know, unless they own it, you know, then they don't see that much of it. So he saw, you know, he saw, he saw the future. He had the vision. He saw the wave, where it's coming from. And he very early on got into the content creation business. Right? He saw that, you know, the real money was not just off the movies. It was off of T-shirts and coloring books and licensing, you know, the stories to Marvel comics and toys and backpacks and lunch boxes, right, I mean, and really the main look, the rest of the world, the rest of the entertainment world has finally caught up to his vision, and look, for some people, it feels like almost they're, they're feeling like a loss of innocence over this, um, well, I'm old and cynical enough to not feel that way, and And to understand that things got this way for a reason, or they, they, you know, they didn't get this way overnight. Like, you know, and there are some choices that we've made as customers along the way to steer things in that direction. It just did. Hey, man, it's 2021. This is the world it is. It's content creation is the wave and it's going to be that way until you know the kind of singular original products oh and you know become the money makers again so we'll see how it goes just interesting and thought i'd talk about it for a few minutes rather than dwell on something dark and depressing <laughs> but anyway all right so uh time to move on talk about the dating pool here Alright, um, before I get out of here, just a couple shout-outs. Um, as always, you can find me on the Mindless Wrestling Podcast with DJ and Jason talking about pro wrestling. Um, you, can, uh, you can find me there always. And this week, and I believe this episode will be up on well, over this weekend... I was on the D1 Ignite University podcast with my man JB, and that is D1 as in you know Division One, and then Ignite I G N A N T University podcast, and just talked about some different things, watching the football team, some uh, wrestling stuff, and. Played a little version of the Squid Game, and I actually had to recite a few verses from memory from a couple of rap songs from back in the day. So we'll see <laughs> see how that turned out. You know, you can listen to me do that and see how that turned out. But um, yeah, it was fun to be on there. Hope to go back on there at some point in the future. Um, 
that's it for now. Oh, um, oh, I've written a couple of things <coughs> over at uh, wrestling-related things over at thechairshot.com. Um, you can just look under the opinion section, look for Rob. You can find that there if you're looking for some stuff to read about pro wrestling that isn't like crazy gossip tabloid kind of stuff. Um, and I am going to see what's the name of that movie? Um, it's Red something or other. Uh, Red Notice. Yes, I am. As of right now, I am planning to go see it at the movie theater. It is on Netflix, but it's also going to be at the movie theater. Or there's a couple of theaters here. Um, figure why the hell not. So, <clears throat> next week, uh, maybe I'll have some thoughts about that. We'll definitely write a review of it. And when that is up, that will be on my website, robsagenius.com. As for now, you know, I got some other stuff there. If you haven't read it in a while, I had a piece about, I did a big long piece about Falcon and Winter Soldier that actually did some huge numbers for me, and I'm really thankful for all y'all that have read that and enjoyed it. Um, got a couple of wrestling-related articles, you know. So that's other stuff I've done you can get into, um, and you can... To my Twitch channel is still up and running, R B O N N E one. Um, I don't really have a schedule for when I do stuff there. I just kind of jump on whenever. Um, but you never know, you may find me doing it live sometime there. Anyway, those are the things that I have kind of in the can, waiting in the wings, whatever. So please do check out my stuff in any of those places. And now we can get out of here. All right, so that's it for this week. Um, next week, uh, well, Veterans Day happens next week. I'll have some words about that. I'll save it for then. But, uh, look, wish me luck out here. <laughs> yeah, in this uh, brave new world of, you know, meeting people at all. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing <laughs> on that front. No idea. Um, you know, all I know is, you know, I don't want to spend the rest of my life as a solo act. But I have no idea what I want that to look like now. So we'll see. <laughs> The only thing I can promise you is I won't be doing any R. Kelly kind of stuff out here, okay? <laughs> okay, that's it. Or I won't be doing any, any other actions that might lead to me becoming incarcerated, okay? <laughs> Alright, I won't be doing any of that stuff. But um, other than that, I have no idea. I have no idea where this goes. I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's exciting, scary, you know, everything. <laughs> but, um... Man. Wow, we're into November already. It's crazy. And like the Washington football team is toast. Right? I mean, it is. But the Knicks are doing well still, so we, at least I have that. But anyway, anyway, 
Oh, one more thing. All right. I watched The uh, the Harder They Fall on Netflix. It's like a Western. It's really good. Highly recommend it. Might talk about it some more next week. Might write about it too. I don't know. And I think I mentioned last week I was going to watch, uh, try to get to see the Red Notice, I think. Yeah. I'll check that out this weekend, see how that is. And maybe I'll say, say something about that too. But anyway, enough of all that. Thank you guys for watching. And again, thank you all who you know, bared with me or bore with me, whatever it was last week. Um, thank you all of you who did that. And, um, you know, my condolences to all of you who are dealing with the same kind of stuff. And my thoughts, you know, heart and prayers go out to you also. And with that being said, we're going to do what we always do here. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. God bless you guys. Talk to you next week.